We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Monday. It's November 29th. It's 2021. We have nine basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Chief Justice 06, Will Priester. What's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Doing good. Uh, definitely ready to close this week out. Um, did not have a, a great week this week. Had some wins, but... Uh, also did not have some wins. So let's see how this end of the night goes with Sunday night football. And then let's get this thing cranked up for Monday, starting all back over again. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I, I mean, my DFS game was really good this weekend and my props slash prop sites was not so good. So it kind of equaled out and I hate, I mean, okay. I'm never going to complain about having an equal out type of week, but it's just like, all right, let's put one together and hopefully we're able to do that next week for football. And I like this basketball slate, you know, this slate sets up really good. We got some really good projected games and we have some games that I feel like, 
uh, we could we could potentially cross off. Um, and I like crossing off. I like nine game slates. I always say like six to eight is like my favorite, but I I think this is a nine game slate that could potentially be considered in that six to eight range. So yeah, I like it. Let's get into it. We got Orlando at Philly, two hundred seven total. Philly, fifteen and a half point favorite here. Um, Cole Anthony's out. Mike Carter Williams is out. Fultz is out. Isaac's out. Moore is out. Terrence Ross and Mo Bamba are both questionable. Philadelphia side, Milton's questionable, and Simmons remains out. Orlando potentially very short-handed here, but I think the thing that we need to remember is when healthy Philly is a good defensive team. They're not going to show that right now as far as like defensive rating and stuff. But when this seems healthy, they're, they're very good defensively. This might be a spot for me, will on the magic side and even potentially the Philly side where I'm just like, I don't have a ton of interest. Um, I mean, I completely understand playing Wendell Carter jr. He's been absolutely crushing here recently with Cole Anthony out. I get it. I could understand playing Jalen Suggs. It's just his minutes should be safe and they're not. Um, what are your thoughts here on Orlando? I think I'm with you mostly. When I look at this team, Franz Wagner might actually still be okay, but I, I don't even think I want to risk that. I mean, Wendell Carter Jr., like you talked about, I mean, he's seen so much upside. But if Mo Bamba's out, he's going to be a foul machine. I mean, Joel Embiid's drawing fouls left and right, and that just didn't start. That, that's that been his whole career. I'm going full fade on Orlando if Mo Bamba's out for sure. Yeah, I think I think people are going to get a little cute if Mo Bamba ends up sitting. Um, I mean, Robin Lopez, 3,300, playing 30 minutes. Uh, I, I I get it. I think we're going to have better value open up on the slate. Uh, I mean, I'm never going to argue with anybody in the 3K range getting 30 minutes. So, uh, I mean, that's just something to kind of know if Mo Bamba does sit. He probably plays really solid minutes in this game. They're going to need his size. Uh, talk to me here about Philly. Any interest in these guys? Well, I think for the same reason, I'm kind of not interested in Philly. If we think all these guys are – you know, I think we're assuming they're kind of going to put a hurry on Orlando. And while we may not be able to predict that completely, I think just judging the talent level or the disparity in bodies between both teams, maybe I look at, you know, some, some guys that, that are on the bench, like a court Mars or a Niang or something like that. But even with some of their bodies back being a little bit more healthy, like we talked about, like, they're not going to get enough minutes. This could this could be a good spot for a defensive guy like Matisse Thibault to pick up some steals and blocks. I think at 3,700, it's worth it, especially if he's going to play uh, 30 minutes. I think it's worth it. Um, but I don't, I don't want to play anybody else. Yeah, I mean, all these guys are kind of priced still, like Embiid's out. And we need the pricing to kind of adjust again for Embiid being back before I think we can, I mean, before we could play Philly and then before we could play Philly in a game that they should absolutely dominate. Um, so, I mean, that's, I think the biggest problem with the Philly side is price and matchup. 
Uh, I mean, they should crush the Magic here. They might not get any fourth quarter minutes. Denver at Miami, 202 total here. Lowest total we have on the slate. Miami is an eight-point favorite. Dozier is out. Highland is questionable. Jokic is questionable. Murray and Porter Jr. remain out. On the Miami side, Butler and Hero are questionable. Morris and Depot are still out. I was a little shocked to see a line on a couple different books for this game already with all these question marks. Um, I mean, I, I guess the books just have a lot of faith in Miami covering in Miami against anybody at this point. Uh, talk to me here about Denver. Um, obviously, a lot going to be dependent on Jokic playing or not. Um, what are your thoughts on the Nugs? Yeah, like you said, I, I think every, to me, everything depends on Jokic. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this right now, though. If Jokic plays, he's probably the only person I'm interested in. If he doesn't play, then I'm going to need Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero to be out because I am not getting anywhere near Aaron Gordon. I can tell you that right now. I don't care what he did last game. He's just on our my permanent do not roster list from a DFS perspective. Um, but that's kind of where I am. If Butler and Hero are out, then I've got a lot more interest in some of these guys like Monty Morris and things like that. Um, but if Jokic plays, it's probably mainly just Jokic. Um, if, uh, yeah, that, that's where I am. Yeah. I mean, if Jokic sits, it's a tough matchup, but if Butler sits too, I mean, that opens up a little bit, I think, uh, for a guy like Will Barton, Aaron Gordon, 6,500. I, I mean, on a nine game slate, you're going to find better value than Aaron Gordon. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, sorry. Um, I, I, I mean, I think you could still take shots on Will Barton. It was nice to see him even get like that assist role, but get back to like putting up 20 shots against the Bucks the other night. So I think Will Barton, when he's shooting first, that's when we want to play a guy like Will Barton on the Miami side. I mean, if Butler and Hero sit. Kyle Lowry at 7K becomes super interesting. Bam at 8,200 becomes super interesting. But I think the guy that also becomes very interesting is Gabe Vincent, um, if these guys end up sitting. He's 3,800. He'd be one of the top value players on the slate. I mean, Miami is going to be dictated by um, in or out. If everybody plays, I probably don't have a ton of interest in Miami. Yeah, um, I need Jimmy Butler and, and Hero to be out because th this could really open it up for us to do some get, get really creative. Kyle Lowry at 7K, he'd probably not 100% lock Stevie, but he'd probably be as, about a clo as close to a lock as we could get, you know, at, at that particular price. You talked about Bam at 8,200. Heck, I might even play some P.J. Tucker at that point at 35. Like, I think I'd be very interested in the Miami Heat. We'd have uh, we'd have Duncan Robinson. I think Max Struss would get some run. He'd probably play thirty minutes. I mean, this 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 could turn into a game that initially we would just probably scratch off almost everybody. This could become a gold mine for us, Stevie. A gold mine. All right, moving on. We got Charlotte at Chicago. 
225 total in this game. Chicago is six and a half point favorite. Plumley out for Charlotte. Um, Williams out for Chicago. So pretty full strength for both teams here. What are your thoughts on Chicago or Charlotte? Sorry. Oh, man, I was hoping we'd start with Chicago. I, I, I wouldn't mind at all. Uh, Charlotte, I mean, Terry Rozier's kind of been playing out of his mind here recently. Scary Terry, just piling up the points. Um, but I I don't think I'm going to play him in this spot. Um, they're just in these weird prices. I don't want to play Bridges at 8K. I don't mind Gordon Hayward at 6,300. Um, P.J. Washington's 5,100 played 35 minutes. That was against Houston. I don't hate it. If he's going to play 35 minutes, it's worth it. They finally priced Kelly Oubre, Stevie, over 5K. Finally. Um, But I still think he's going to be in play with Plumlee out. Yeah, see, I – when you're looking at attacking Chicago, you want to kind of attack them with wing-type players. Miles Bridges would be someone I'd be very interested in here. Miles Bridges is 8K. That's it. That's a pass. That's a, a that's an easy pass for me. Like I think him and Hayward are interesting. I just don't think they're priced right um, for the recent production. So I mean, I don't think there's any value with those guys. I'll definitely be looking at their props, um, both of them. <laughs> I think that's where that's where you could kind of look at them um, for me because I mean Chicago is a team that a- allows a lot to wings so i think both hayward and bridges are interesting on the chicago side i mean this is you don't get many better matchups for a guy like zach levine um charlotte's a team that can't guard the three-point line they give up a ton of threes they give up a ton of points to to shooting guards slash just any high usage players um i mean zach levine's 8800 with a very healthy team that's the only thing that scares me here yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know about Zach, it's, and it's mainly because of the price. I'm going to tell you right now, Stevie, I know Vooch has not been crushing, okay? Like, I get it. They, they've got a lot of options on this team. If Vooch doesn't get it done tomorrow against Charlotte, then we're going to know for sure, okay, just maybe temper our expectations. The other thing is Vooch only took nine shots in that Miami game. Stevie, I saw. I mean, I know I've talked about this probably on the air. I I saw Vooch annihilate us live in person last season. I mean, I, I Vooch is gonna have a good game. B- bottom line, even even if he only scores fifteen points, he might have eighteen rebounds in this game. Stevie, um, I think this is gonna be a big game for him at eighty three hundred. I'm I'm willing to roster him. I know for sure, for sure, Stevie the prop sites are going to be down on him, right? Because he hasn't been getting there. Like, to me, this is a prime opportunity to get in on some Vooch props. I mean, prime opportunity. Prime. Yeah, I mean, there's not many better matchups in Charlotte. But I also look at this. There's not many better matchups than Orlando and – uh, they had a great game and he just didn't do anything. 
Um, I mean, I think the game stays close. I think it's a super competitive game. I think there's going to be a, a lot of shots from both teams, and this is a spot where we could get like a 15-20 game from Vooch. And, I mean, at 8,300, that's super playable. Um, I just, I don't know. I like Levine more. I, I get the Vooch. Um, but like you said, I think you're looking more at rebounds and potential points over on like a prize picks or, you know, a sports bet type of thing. Then maybe playing Vooch in a DFS um, format. I mean, listen, Charlotte is a cupcake matchup and Plumlee's out like Vooch should crush in this game. Um, no offense, no, like no offense to like PJ Washington. He's not going to be able to, you know, keep up with Vooch in this game. No, no, not at all. All right, we got the Thunder and the Rockets, 213.5 total here. Houston, three-point favorite. Kendrick Williams out for OKC. Uh, Green out for Houston. Uh, SGA back for OKC. Any interest here in the Thunder? Um, Playing against Houston, I do. Uh, 8K OKC, I mean, 8K SGA, all SGA pricings aren't created equal. I like 8K SGA against Houston. Um, you know, Lou Dort, it didn't matter that uh, that um, SGA came back, still had a big game against Washington, and I think that could carry over into this Houston game. So I like him as well. Giddy, I do think at 6,500 I am going to pass on. Like with SGA being back, I don't think that's going to be a wise investment. Darius Baisley, he just continues to be underwhelming. Could pop here at 4,700. I don't hate it, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to be invested. But SGA and Dort, primetime spots for these guys. Primetime. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't get much better than Houston uh, as far as matchups either. They're a team. They they just – they're not very good defensively. You know, they're allowing top five fantasy points, I think, to every position this season. So you just – when you see matchups like that, you're just kind of looking for the the usage guys, and I'm right there with you. I think the usage guys are SGA and Dort. I think Josh Giddy could fill up the stat sheet in this game. I just don't know if it's enough for 6,500. I think this is one of those games where he could go like 7-7-12, and I don't know if yeah. that's going to be enough to pay off 6,500. Yeah, I, and like I said, I'm with you, man. I'm leaving Giddy on the shelf. Not really worried about those guys. Uh, the Houston side, I mean, Jalen Green being out matters, uh, I think, a little bit here. Uh, Garrison Matthews has been someone that's been playing good minutes. He's 4K. Uh, he might be someone that we could potentially look at here. I, I thought Brooks would be getting a little bit more minutes, and he really hasn't. Um, I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. is 6,800. Don't want to skip over him because he's probably the guy that I have the most interest here outside of like a Christian Wood. Uh, if I want to pay up for Christian Wood here. Yeah, definitely like KPJ at 68 in this spot. Um, I mean, we saw his upside in that Charlotte game. Uh, listen, big time game. I know he played 42 minutes, but I still think even, you know, I think he's going to be playing in the high, mid to high thirties, especially with Jalen green being out. Like I, I like, I like uh, KPJ a ton in this spot. Uh, you know, we talked about <clears throat> Eric Gordon before at 5,200 against OKC. I don't hate it. 
He's still a guy that's going to going to get some shots up. Took about 15 shots in that Charlotte game uh, when we had. I think when Porter was out, if you look, he was also in double digit shots, uh, 17 and 13. So I I like Eric Gordon as well. Um, the, the big the big thing for me though, man, is Christian Wood in this spot. If you notice, he's starting to dial the upside up again. And yes, I know as you can see, it was against Charlotte. It's kind of where he had that big game, which is why I'm so high on Vooch. I still think he could get rolling against OKC here. Last time these two teams faced Stevie, he shot four for 16, 25%, 0 for four from three, had 14 rebounds, zero assists, one block, 10 points. I, th- I think he shorted himself probably about 12 points, which would have taken him to about 43. I think he shorted himself a few assists. Love Christian Wood in this spot here. Indiana at Minnesota. 218 total Minnesota four point favorite. It is a back-to-back for the Pacers. So we'll have to see if any injury news comes out um, from Sunday's game. And then on the Minnesota side, um, Pat Beverly is still out. We'll go Pacers first. Um, Assuming everyone plays any interest here in Indiana. Yeah, some, right. I think we're starting to see Karis Levert pick it up here. Like just kind of look looking at the past two games, we got. I guess we got to see if they're going to limit his minutes today on this slate. You know, what do you think, Steve? I mean, the last time he played a back to back, he played low minutes on the front side and low minutes on the back side. So I, I'm wondering if you think you'll be under any limitation. It, maybe not, but what what's what's your read on that? I mean, it's tough um, because it, it's like it was a what it was weak week and a half ago um and they've definitely ramped him up more since then and i was looking i was looking at this before we get started and he played 27 minutes on sunday so i think i don't know if they really limited his minutes on the second end of a back-to-back but they might sit him um i mean i don't know it's tough to say because yeah i mean i'm probably not playing him because i am concerned about it enough and there's a lot of plays, but like if you're a 150 MME guy and we don't get any news, like I think you fire up a few shots on the vert at 5,300 against Minnesota. Yeah. That, and that, those are my thoughts. Like MME for sure at 5,300, you know, he can hang a number. I like Brogdon at 74 here. Brogdon's still playing big minutes. Um, and I mean, Sabonis only played 22 minutes. It was a blowout on Sunday somewhat. So, but still, like, it's, I think maybe he might have been having problems with Giannis or something. I didn't get a chance to watch that game. But, I mean, his minutes were cut really short compared to everyone else's minutes. Like, if you look at Brogdon, Brogdon still played 34 minutes. Savonis played 22. Uh, very fishy there from uh, from Rick Carlisle. But um, all in all, I do think this is a spot where Savonis could eat against Minnesota. Um I think that's going to also keep his props down. He came in at 14 and a half on Sunday. I got to think he comes in at 14 and a half again, only scoring four points. And I'm just going to reload that prop. Going to the Minnesota side. I mean, I think this is going to be a game that they need Vanderbilt's size. He's 4,800. Um I mean, we talked about him a lot the other day against Charlotte, and Okaji had a really good second quarter. I was texting while I was losing my mind. 
Um, <laughs> Okaji had a really good second quarter, and like Vanderbilt didn't come back, I think, until like the two minute mark. And then it kind of turned into a blowout. So he lost a lot of fourth quarter minutes, too. Um, I don't want that to like, you know, tip me off too much here because I think they're going to need his size. You got Sabonis, you got Turner. They like to play those guys at the same time. I think we're going to see a lot of Vanderbilt and Cat together in this game. Um, I hope Okaji doesn't get a ton of run and eat into Vanderbilt's minutes, but this is going to be someone that I'll be looking at as prop for sure. And I'll definitely be looking at him in DFS because I mean, he's a guy that can put up 15 rebounds in any game. And you, at that point, you just need him to hit a couple easy baskets, um, a couple offensive boards, stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, I think that's the name of the game at, at 4,800. He's almost getting there on rebounds alone anyway. I mean, we saw the other night, Stevie, 14 rebounds, two assists, one block, one steal. Fouled out of that game because of Joel Embiid, of course. Uh, five points. Like, I would absolutely accept 28 fantasy and a half fantasy points again at this price. Uh, 35 would be even better. But I take it. So I, I like I like Jared Vanderbilt here. here. You know, we talked about uh, Malik Beasley, he's 4,400 now, you know, playing about 25 minutes. Don't hate it, but I don't think he's necessary. And then Anthony Edwards had another just, you know, fairly, fairly good game here against Philly in 48 minutes, 19.6 rebounds, seven assists. Um, he's just getting there in multiple ways. I don't hate him in this spot against Indiana. Um. I don't think I have anything else for Minnesota. I mean, you could always take shots on Edwards and cat. I just, I think my favorite play is going to be Vanderbilt. Cause I, I really do think they're going to need his size in this game. Cleveland at Dallas two Oh seven total here. Dallas, a five point favorite. Um, Osman's questionable Sexton's out and Wade's doubtful for Cleveland. And on the Dallas side, Brunson's questionable. Nick Lakina is out. Um, Going to the Cleveland side of this game, I mean, I think Mobley is is interesting. I don't know if he pays off this price tag. I think Garland is someone that has a high ceiling, and he could pay off the $7,700 price tag. But, I, I mean, I think Mobley has the best matchup of everyone here for Cleveland looking at, like, all the numbers. Yeah, Cleveland to me is in that weird spot where all of their main starters are mostly around 7K or in that, in that range, right? You got Allen at 75, Mobley at 67, which is close. And then you've got the next tier down, which is marketing at 56, right? You got him. You've got uh, Garland at 77. And then it all comes down to Isaac Okoro, who, who's 4,300. So, you know, their main starters are there. And then their guys off the bench, like Kevin Love, he's 4,700. But he can get there, but he, but he's not playing enough minutes, seemingly. He can get there in limited minutes. Um, you know, and then you got Osman, who's been hurt. You know, Valentine's playing very little minutes. It's, it's just so many question marks to me on the backside of this team. Uh, you know, Rubio, he's playing almost 30 minutes, but seems like this upside may be fading some because a lot of these guys are bad. I like Cleveland, don't love Cleveland. I think I'm just going to leave them on the shelf. 
This is one of those games that I was kind of thinking I might write off. Luca's yeah. 11-3. <laughs> Porzingis is 8-6. Um, yeah. Still priced up with Luca back. I, I just, I mean, if Brunson and Nitlakina both sit, it's just, I mean, Trey Burke maybe at 3,400 plays 20 minutes. I, I could see maybe taking a shot on him. Maybe. Um if, if they're going to give him some run, I mean, like real run, like, I mean, he's playing, you know, 10, 15 minutes a game already. Like, man, if they would just give him 25 minutes, he, he'd be very valuable in this thing because we know he's going to get his shots up. All right. We're rolling here. We got Washington at San Antonio, 214 and a half total Washington three point favorite Brian Hachimara out. And then on the, Spurs side, Collins out. McDermott and Vassal both questionable. Um, let's go Washington first. Yeah. Um, I like Beal, but I don't think I can play him at all with Dinwiddie back. I, I, I do think his upside is not capped, but um, I do think Dinwiddie's going to eat into him a little bit. To me, this does feel like a spot where – Montrez Harrell could be a little bit more valuable. Um, you know, price is starting to come down some, but don't look now. Daniel Gafford is is becoming a fantasy darling in the past two matchups. He's played 27 minutes. I, I'm not sure if that's going to completely materialize because he's gotten there in two different ways. In the first game where he scored 36 at seven points, eight blocks, one steal, one assist, eight rebounds. He put up 36 in the next game at 14 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, two blocks. Bottom line is at 4,700, Steve. If he's going to get 27 minutes, which I think he should because they're going to have Potal out there, I'm willing to roll the dice on Daniel Gafford in the spot at 4,700. Like, I think I think he's good value and might go overlooked on this slate. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind him uh, at 4,700. I, I still... I still think Harrell has the most ceiling. It's just the coaches obviously don't want to play him. Um, I don't know what it is about Trez. I don't feel like he gets like, I feel like he gets the short end of the stick a lot. I mean, he's a hustle player. Like, I don't know. I just, I say that all the time about this guy. I just, I don't know. I mean, there might be more there. I don't, I haven't looked in. Maybe he's bad on defense. I don't know. Maybe it's his size. Who knows? Um, I just like watching him play. He's, he's fun. So, um, but yeah, I mean, with Dinwiddie, Kuzma, I mean, Kuzma is a guy you can look at like rebound, um, props for, they've been like in that seven and a half range, most sports books at like one twenty and stuff. You can, you can pound the over on that. He's just a guy that is just crushing rebounds right now. So I don't mind that for Kuzma, but DFS wise, I don't think there's a ton of value here on the Washington side outside of maybe like you said, Gafford. And then the San Antonio side, I mean, Podal is still kind of close. Uh, like, I, I've, I, I think he's right at that, like, price point where you have to kind of think about playing him or not playing him. Washington, very middle of the road uh, against big guys. If he's going to get 35 minutes in a close game against Washington, I mean, I think he's he's potentially worth this, like, $5,700 price tag. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's worth it, too, which is why I like Gafford. I think he's going to be on the floor. So between both of those guys, 
I don't mind running them both. I, I, I like them. I don't want to say equally, but I think they're both comparable. And I think they can both be used together. Uh, the problem is, you know, they're both only center eligible. So you'd have to take up a center and a utility spot. And I don't really want to do that, but I, I do like them both. Um, star, star for me is DeJounte Murray at 9,600. I mean, gosh, what does the guy have to do to get priced above 10K, Stevie? It's like, I don't want to say he's a free square. It's not free. He's 9,600. But he's getting it done in a plethora of ways. The box score is always full. Last game, 29, 11, and 6. 22, 8, and 11. 18, 10, and 11. Uh, had a rough game here, 7, 8, and 4. But then 26, 12, and 9 before that. Uh, DeJounte Murray may be a staple for me on this slate at probably – What's going to be yet again for us, Stevie? Very low ownership. You know, you don't have to talk me into it. Um, I'll get that reported <laughs> at the end of the year. Who did you play the most? Um, I mean, I don't get it. And I, I know it's like a broken record at this point. He got off to such a slow start the other night and still got to 50-something fantasy points. Um, I mean, he has triple-double upside every night. And it's... Just not raising this price, which is fine. I mean, I'm not going to complain about a guy putting up 20 to 25 shots a night at 9,600 um, ever. So, you know, I'm right there with you on DeJounte. Little concern. Washington has been playing great defense this season, but I think overall um, I'm still going to take shots on DeJounte and Potal here. Yeah. Portland at Utah, 223 total here. Utah, seven and a half point favorite. Powell is out for Portland, and then O'Neill is questionable for Utah. I mean, on paper, this should be a really good basketball game. Both these teams are really solid. Utah, um, I've said it multiple times, I have future bets on them winning the championship this year. I think they're very underrated good. Um, I mean, their defense is really good. And the Portland side, I just – I worry about this matchup for Portland because they've been struggling uh, on the defensive side and Utah has the second best net rating in, in basketball this season. So uh, that concerns me, but I also, I mean, Portland, we got McCollum, we got Lillard. They can score with the best of them. Nurkic is going to have to play minutes in this game. If he can stay out of foul trouble against Gobert. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts here on the Portland side? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it starts with Nurkic for me today at 6,300. Feels like this is the spot where perhaps they unleash him and get, get him back at around the 30-minute mark because they, I do think they will need him because Gobert is going to get his minutes. So hopefully that's the case. Robert Covington is 3,800. And, you know, he's not doing a lot, but at 3,800 – to me, he's like, um, God, what's the guy's name from Utah? <sighs> Sorry, guys. He's like Roy O'Neal to me at 4,500. So why not just play Roko at 3,800? 3, I think he could be some value. We already know Norman Powell is out. So is it going to be Nasir Little? Is it going to be Anthony Simons? I think Simons. I think he's great value in this slate. They'll probably need his scoring. I'm in on it. Yeah, I mean, I think Simons is super interesting here uh, with Powell out. There's a few extra minutes. Covington, you mentioned him. He should play a few extra minutes in this game as well. Um, I don't know if this is a spot I play Lillard, 
you know, he had gotten back to that like shooting ways. And I, I definitely like when Lillard is going to put up 10, three points, you know, 10, three point attempts in a game. But I think Nurkic is the guy I'm most interested in here because I mean, there's risk reward. If he stays out of foul trouble, he plays 30 plus minutes. And we know what Nurkic can do in 30 plus minutes. Um, on the Utah side of things, I mean, if Rose and Royce O'Neal stumble in my words, it must be a Monday. It's Sunday night, but it's still, I, you know, I don't work all weekend. So NASCAR is over. Uh, Rudy Gay, I think, is someone that is super interesting. If O'Neal doesn't sit, he should play like 20 to 25 minutes. He's 4K. Uh, but I mean, don't overthink this spot. You know, you got Mike Conley, you got McC- Mitchell, you got Rudy Gobert. Um, if you think this game is going to be staying close and you want to game stack this game, I think this is one of those games that has like that overtime potential that you always kind of look for. Yeah, for sure. As, especially as long as you uh, Portland keeps this thing competitive. You know, when it comes to Utah, the, the only thing I don't like about Utah is j- just the pricing. Like Mitchell – it's dropped 45 against the Pelicans the game before that though, 29, like, and that was in a tight game. I, I just, I, I don't like the pricing on Utah and, and that's going to be, be my issue. Like I'd rather play some of these cheap guys from Portland. Like I, and that one, and I might say the, the, the cheap guys I'm talking about, like in that lower run, like I do like Bogdanovich at 52. Like this could be a game where he pops with his shot, but man, I don't, I don't think I want to play Gobert. I don't think I want to play Mitchell. I also don't think I want to play Mike Conley because they, they just don't seem content in giving him 30 minutes consistently. All right, we finish out with New Orleans at L.A. taking on the Clippers. 211 total here. Clippers, nine-point favorite. They're on the second end of a back-to-back. Um, Zion still out. Talk to me here about the Pelicans. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's with two guys. You know, are, are we going to play Valanciunas today? in a spot where, you know, they're going to have some big guys out there or a big guy in, in Zubac, maybe, you know, I think Josh Hart, this is, this is a game where he should pop. Like this, this, to me, this is a pop game for, for Josh Hart. So he's, he's probably on my, my favorites list. Um, and then Brandon Ingram is down to 7,500 now, Stevie. Now I'm willing to absolutely take some shots, willing to take some shots at this point. Yeah, I mean, it was it's always just a pricing thing. It's the same thing with like Valentunas. Um could Valentunas pay off his price tag? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's just I would I can't wait till Valentunas gets down to 7500 because it's going to happen. And it's going to happen soon. Uh, he keeps seven these games. His price is going to drop and you know, that's when we're just going to absolutely jump all over it. Well, what's going on with Devontae Graham? Um Minutes are down, man. Just, I mean, I know he was kind of banged up and there was the second end of a back-to-back coming back from injury. Do we think, like, this is a game he plays 30 minutes again? Um, I mean, and it was a blowout on the second end of a back-to-back for yeah. for them, too. I just, I mean, I feel like they're, they... There was a blowout in two games in a row. Like, I'm saying, like, the 24th. Well, that, yeah, that was, was his close. first game back, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, DraftKings does a great job of pricing, I feel like, on most players. But I feel like this might be one they missed. They, I think they lowered his price too much. And I think 
if we're projecting him to play 30 minutes in this game, he might actually be too cheap. Yeah, 4,800, I'm with you. He is someone I absolutely like. Absolutely. I don't feel great about it, but, I mean, there's there's upside here for sure uh, for him at 4,800. All right, the Clippers side of this game, I mean, they are on the second of back-to-back. We'll see um, if any injury news comes out. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Clippers? Well, with the Clippers, I, I think I'm going back to the well on, like, Reggie Jackson. Like, he had a rough game on Sunday. But he's a guy that's going to shoot, 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 Steve. He only took five shots Sunday. Was in was in foul trouble, um, so I'm I'm really really excited to play him. Um, you know, Bledsoe, his minutes are back in the 30s. I like him in this spot. Paul George is 10-2. Like you know, he might be a little bit too expensive for my blood today, but we'll see. Um, but those are kind of kind of the main guys. I know. Um, you know, Morris is kind of going to be ramping back up here. Like he played 34 minutes, you know, he, he seems to be, you know, kind of back up. So I, I like him as well. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then uh, we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5k to go seven X. Who do you like here? Honestly, man, I think it's, I'm going to go back to the well. I think it's Jarrett Vanderbilt. Yeah, I think I'm going to take your Gafford play. Um, the more I think about it, the more I, I do like this spot for him. Uh, over 8K to go under 5X. I do this all the time, and I still I still forget some of the answer questions every once in a while. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Joel Embiid. I just feel like they, they, they kind of handle Orlando, and he's got a really big price tag today. All right. Um, I mean, I hope it's not Dame time. So I'm going to go Lillard here at 9,500, yeah. just going up against one of those stout defenses. And I mean, I, I'm just going to, I feel like I'm just going to play the numbers game here. Um, Utah allows the fifth fewest fantasy points point guard. So let's get it. Favorite 6X play today. Who do you got? Um, This is, I'm going here because of what I know is going to happen, Stevie. I'm going with Nikola Vucevic, man. He's going to destroy Charlotte. I like that. I don't hate that at all. Um, I'm going to go Dort. I really like Lou Dort here going up against Houston. Um, This should be such a sloppy defensive game. And if it can stay close, Lou Dort should have a really good game here. So I'm going to go Lou Dort. Uh, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? Uh, it's going to stay right where we were. Talked about this guy, liking him or not, a lot. Uh, had a rough game against this team the last time. I'm going Christian Wood, man. 8,200 against OKC. Shot four for 16 the last time. No way. I don't, I don't think he does that again. He gets anywhere near 10, to 10 for 15. It's going to be a good day. I don't – Evan Mobley is who I have written down. Do you think he's going to be chalky here coming back from injury going up against Dallas? I don't think so. Yeah, I really like Evan Mobley today. Um, the matchup against Dallas is fantastic. So, um, yeah, that's who I'm going to take. Uh, any, I mean, we mentioned a ton of bets 
to potentially look at um is there any like against the spread over unders uh that you like or don't like here i'm gonna take the under in this chicago charlotte game um i mean man we just saw an overtime game where both teams scored over 140 points let's get it the under in that game over sorry yeah, I was going to say, I was like, Will, what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, I, I meant over. Please forgive me. meant over. <laughs> Had to clarify. Um, I mean, there's nothing that was, like, jumping off the board at me um, here. I think if you wanted to – I think if you wanted to go a little risky, you could potentially take – Denver plus eight and hope that Butler and Hero sit and Jokic plays um, because that line would that line would shift a ton if that were to happen. But I mean, there's nothing that is like jumping off the board to me is like I have to have it. We mentioned a ton of props. Today's definitely going to be a, a day that I'll be looking at props more than against the spread and stuff like that. So, uh, Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, man. Um Enjoy the show today. Like, just so much fun. This is a good slate. I like it. Um, hopefully, we can help you guys, you know, make a few dollars along the way. Yes, sir. If you guys haven't already, make sure you download Roto-Grinders Discord. Uh, it's very easy to get into on the website. All you got to do is click a couple buttons, link your account, and join um, Chief. Chief is crushing it over there in the prop shop. Um, not only is he helping with giving out and talking about um, picks and props. He's also trying to help you all manage your bankrolls. People get excited. They hit a few props. They get a couple of those 10Xs, and then they um, you know, they start chasing more 10Xs with a lot more money, and you got you to gotta have discipline in the, in the prop shop. So if you guys haven't already, check out Chief's Prop Shop. He's crushing that. Uh, that's going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back Tuesday talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.